Hey everybody, before we start the podcast, we have a special announcement to make. Ooh, exciting. What is it? We will be at Anime Dallas 2023. Oh, is that the one that's taking place November 24th to 26th? Yes, the Hyatt Regency in downtown Dallas. Oh, we were just at Anime Houston, and now the fun continues at Anime Dallas. I think this will be our fourth Anime Dallas. Oh, we're good friends of ours. We love being there. Yes, so get your Black Friday deals. Instead of, like, fighting people to the death at Walmart, (laughs) go to all the great vendors they have there at Anime Dallas. The vendor's room's always so much fun, and you can buy stuff for Christmas for people. Come walk off all that Turkey Day food and Mm. hang out. Yeah, we'll be bumping fists and causing smiles, doing our panels, and come to our table, and we will have a whole bunch of fun. Good chance there's probably going to be candy and giveaways, too. Yes, we will see you there. Anime Dallas 2023! Please listen carefully. And now, live from an alternate dimension, it's... The Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys whose words aren't synced up with their mouths, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we dip our foot back into the anime world. Ooh. But wait, it's not made of ink and paint. <laughs> It's made of salty water. (laughs) And real people. Yes. It's a live action anime world. We are going to talk about Netflix's latest live action anime, One Piece. One Piece. (laughs) (laughs) Have you written lyrics to the One Piece theme yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's so jaunty and it's, it's great. It's really good. Yeah. It's very, it's kind of like... Monkey Island meets Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. A good mashup of things that kind of match the tone of what we're getting yeah. in this live action one piece now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Causing a storm. It is. It's causing quite a stir. So we thought we would uh, give it a talk about. We would watch it. We'd go through all eight episodes. So we we're going to talk about all those eight episodes. Uh, spoilers will ensue if you haven't seen it already. <laughs> go watch it and then... It's eight episodes. It's much more edible than edible. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. The consumable. <laughs> consumable. Yeah. Edible. Consumable. Than the uh, manga and the uh, actual anime because there is a million of them. And that is one of the factors of the One Piece live action show. It is based on, like Kevin said, a manga. And the manga was turned into an anime. And both the manga and anime have thousands of chapters and pages mm-hmm. and episodes. It has been going on for. Longer than a hot minute. It's been going on for three hot minutes. Yes. So where do you come from with One Piece? Uh, One Piece, I have not read any of the manga. Uh, I was familiar with it. I've worked at bookstores for retail jobs. So like, yeah. it's one of those things I know a lot, I know a lot of movies because I worked at Blockbuster and I saw all the covers. I worked at bookstores and I saw a lot of the book covers. So I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I know of that, but never actually read it. Recently, because I was talking about it so much and I kept seeing it, I got into the anime probably about four or five like over covid oh yeah okay. so that was m- sort of like good background because they're short episodes it's one of the animes you can just turn on and let it go like play in the next episode for four hours and you're like oh okay it's kind of something has happened mm. I, but having said that i've not done all thousand episodes right i'm in the early 100s maybe 200s right so 
I've dipped my foot in <laughs> into right. the anime, but that's about as far as I've gotten. But you are through the East Blue arc, though, right? Yes. Okay, so that's because that's what this covers. For me, I man, I have such anime blind spot after like the eighties and nineties. I was just watching like Ghibli stuff in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. And I really kind of had like just not kept up with it. It's, it was really, I think it's mainly because I had kind of that anime dealer. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I was in like high school and after, you know, the guy who's like, hey, check this out. Hey, you want to see this? You had a, a supplier that was giving you curated yeah, goods. Yeah. Right. And then I went to college and lost contact with it and was kind of like, out of it and then I never really got back into it until we started doing this podcast and going to anime conventions and then I started looking back into it but just going into comic book stores and going into geek stores you'd see one piece stuff you'd see the three foot four foot five foot long shelf of all this like oh this one has a lot of them and the spine makes a picture a big long picture yep Uh, and so I was aware of like aware of it existing. Mm -hmm. I knew it existed, but I hadn't really watched much of it. I did watch a little bit here and there, and it was kind of the style, like the, I mean, the the first episodes came out like in the late 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it it's kind of anime of that time, which is fine because I like old anime. Um, but it's that very the style of anime that kind of like over the top cartoony anime. Yeah. I just, that wasn't the place I was in at the time. And I'm kind of more... I've always kind of leaned more towards, like I said, other than like Ramna one half, which is silly. Yep. But I've always leaned more towards the Vampire Hunter D, the Cowboy Bebops, the Bubblegum Crisis. Yep. The ones that are a little more Gundameath stuff, the stuff that's a little more sci-fi. Outside of the formula a little uh, bit. Yeah, a little bit, you know, more serious. Mm-hmm. Even the Ghibli stuff is more serious, that's I true. would say, than than this. This is kind of falls into the more cartoony animes, if, which is weird because I know I'm saying like koi fish. <laughs> A whole bunch of air quotes going on well, with their I'm hands. Saying, I mean, I'm saying koi pond yep. because koi means pond. So you're saying pond pond. Pond pond. So like my I, ATM number, my PIN number. So saying anime cartoon is kind of like saying cartoon cartoon. So you saying that I do have to fess up. Uh, this gets into our uh, positron positivity panel idea. Things we talk about on this podcast is that I didn't read the manga specifically because it was a Shonen Jump anime. Yeah. And during that time, like you were saying, it was what was popular. It was Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It was Bleach. It was Naruto. Um, it was One Piece. And it's all those like almost Saturday morning cartoon style anime. Well, and that's what they did to like Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z was brought over, edited, mm-hmm. and and kind of almost dumbed down for kids and thrown on you know kids channels. Yeah. Which is a total disservice to Dragon Ball Z. But it did get a lot of people in anime. That's true. So, yeah, it, it comes across in that, like, oh, is this for kids? Which, as you watch it, you realize that not really. But it kind of has that almost, like, that Tex Avery kind of Looney Tunes. <laughs> Looney Tunes very much. Like, te- cartoon stuff. sounds. Yeah. A lot of high energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slapstick. Yeah. Absolutely. And I could understand, too, like, none of that stuff, if you're reading a manga, like, that, that stuff's only in your brain. Yeah. So, so it's going to be at less of that. Less of it, yeah. Yeah. You still get the stretching and all the silliness, but it's in comic book panel form, which yeah. 
it's is, different. It's art form that gets yeah. away with it. So. It's a different feel. So um, that's really neat. So I came into this pretty much blind. There you go. I, to any of these characters, really, and what they do and what they're going for, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of neat. Um, if I do say so myself, <laughs> because I, that's what Netflix had to do here. They they aren't just making this for all the weebs out there. Oh, that's they're true. Trying to get everyone who buys their service, yeah, to watch this. They I mean, what it. else is the point of putting stuff on your service? Absolutely, they made this the would you call it the marquee item? Like right. for when they put it right on that top header, be like. One Piece, now streaming. One Piece, now streaming. But I think it's great that you have watched the anime and you saw the whole East Blue arc, which is pretty much what this covers. Yep. Essentially the first season of the anime. Right. First couple chapters of the manga. For those of you who are like, why do you, what are you talking about anyway? Basically, the uh, this whole thing is is a it's in a fantasy world that doesn't it doesn't exist in our world at all. It's its own planet. It's a, has its own continents. It's just giant seas, basically separated by a big strip of land and a whole bunch of islands everywhere. Yeah, for as much as they show the map often, like in the credits yeah. and stuff, I'm like, I kind of know how this world works, yeah. but it is it is an anime world. Exactly. It's but it's got like it's got like one foot in kind of like golden age pirate times. Yes. And then one foot in semi modern 20th century Japan. Yeah, it's it's the weird crossroads like it's not quite water world where it's a dystopian future. Right. But it's not like it's not 2023. Exactly. Like it, it's a little bit dated so they can get away with some slang and some cool action moves. But yeah, like the pirateness of it, it is very like Pirates of the Caribbean, like right. East Indian Trading Company pirate times mm-hmm. straight up. Yeah. So this is a world that's mostly water. Which is your water world reference. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring it up to cast dispersions, yeah. but I love no, both. Yeah. Uh, there's a one world government, and then there's pirates. <laughs> and that's basically the two factions you're dealing with. Yeah. And we follow the protagonist, Monkey D. Luffy, who is an aspiring pirate. He wants to be a pirate. And he, he doesn't want to just be a pirate. He wants to be king of the pirates. King of the pirates. Yes. And he, uh, he starts the uh, Straw Hat Pirates, and this is the beginning of their adventures. As well as like the origin story for Luffy himself to a little it's, to some degree. It's the origin story of the entire crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they and they do a really nice job of it. I I feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of giving you the backstories and fleshing them out and letting you know who they are. As someone who's watched the anime, I want to ask you. Yes. Um, because you would know better than I. Because for me all these actors and all these characters are wonderful and just to put it on front street i thought they did a great job mm-hmm. but you know not knowing um, you have nothing to compare it to. i have nothing to compare it to yeah you had, so, you had that reference point um how do you feel that the these various characters so we got naki godoy um, playing monkey d luffy yep. uh, we got emily rudd playing nami mm-hmm. we got Macanillo playing Zoro. It's so funny. It's just Zoro. They just use Zoro. I'm no, like, no. Zoro's already taken. Jacob G- Romero Gibson as Usopp. Tass Skyler as Sanji. Vincent Regan as Monkey de Garp. Yeah. 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 We're getting to him. I forgot that name because I, I keep thinking of him as just the Admiral Bad Guy. And then later in the season, it's like, oh, yeah. Of uh, course they're related. It's fun. And it's funny that their names are like Asian. Yes. Monkey D. Yep. And then the, their name is the last name. <laughs> He's the monkey of Garp and the monkey of Luffy, if, we're, if I think that's how they're doing it. But uh, Jeff Ward wraps up as Buggy the Clown and Morgan Davies as Kobe. Yeah. So how, what do you think of this casting? First off, just everybody looks spot on. Yeah. 
they got the age right. Nobody like immediately like when we were, when they were releasing the trailers and the images. I we were getting excited. We brought it up on Nerd Alerts, mm-hmm. I think, because the the imagery was there. Mm-hmm. But we've been fooled by that before. Like, right. We made it look exactly like the thing. It's like yeah. good job. That's half the battle. Yeah. Because when you watch the anime, it's one of those. I'll call it shonen anime just because that's how I know it. If there's a better word for it, let me know. I but, think that's the word, yeah. So because it is a shonen anime, it's it's high energy. It's yeah. the characterization of the characters is like a 11 because it's yeah. like when you think of anime, it's the stereotypical character like, I shall not let this happen. Yeah. I'm going to be king of the pirates. Yeah, there's like, a lot of big mouths, little eyes, oh. flying tears and arm flapping. Speed lines. Yeah. And, yeah. All that. Mm-hmm. All part of it and makes it better. So there are very strong characters in the anime, but I think they nailed it. The reason Luffy works in the anime is the same reason they make it work here is that you want to be on his side. Mm-hmm. And if you if you had an actor that couldn't win you over uh, as easily as Inyaki does, that I mean, he does a lot of the work and almost effortlessly because he is so charming. Yeah, he, he has that big smile. Yeah. Uh, there's a degree of toning it down to make it not like make it human, you know. Yeah. But I think they did a good job, and they went extreme where they could. For me, it banked on Luffy because he's the catalyst for so many of these events that yeah. if he didn't sell it, it wouldn't have worked. And uh, dude knocks it out of the park. I mean, I would, like I said, I don't have anything to uh, gauge it against, but mm-hmm. I would agree with all the things you said about the charisma. He's He's almost like a a wonderful avatar for what we like here on the podcast and what we do on the podcast. He's just ultimately positive. That's it. But also but not positive to a point where it's unrealistic. He's not Pollyanna. But it, in a bad way, he's arrogant. He's cocky. Yeah. He's stubborn. He's yeah. steadfast, but that you net like that doesn't register as bad things. Yeah. It's all like, oh, that's Luffy. That's awesome. I was, I got to tell you, I was kind of on board with, with the character of Luffy and initially the show in the first episode where he delivers that line where she's like, what kind of monster are you? And he's like, the stretchy cat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's a yes ander, absolutely. Like yeah. he, he, he doesn't let no stop him. He doesn't let people get in his way. Mm-hmm. The arrogance and cockiness, I said, is always for a good cause. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. it's for positivity and it's for what we would we can safely assume is for noble causes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he wants to be king of the pirates, not to like get all the gold and take over the world. He just, I'm going to be king of the pirates because that's my destiny. Yeah. In that first episode, like you were saying, so the anime starts the same way. It's like he shows up. I think the live action gives you a little bit more context. The anime is just a hard drop. Like you get him popping out of a barrel to Kobe. Yeah. Like that's where the anime starts. And so those two personalities immediately clash. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he wakes up on a ship and he just goes looking for food. Uh-huh. Like, I'm hungry. You got anything to eat? Like, do you not like, where are you? Why are you not checking your surroundings? Like what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. How are you this happy go lucky? And then Kobe being the scared, like, oh, I'll help you out. And like the immediate bonding between them happens mm-hmm. in the show, happens in the anime. And again, it's because it, Kobe in this one's a little weird for me because it's it's like the weird mashup between Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy a little bit. <laughs> but that's how the character looks in the anime. Yeah. So I, I, if I had to complain about it, I, it's too late for me. <laughs> Overall, I got to say, though, the whoever did the, the casting in general, like I, like I said, I can't really compare it, but just in the acting, 
the chemistry between all of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's works so well. It's so believable. Apparently, a lot of them trained to do a lot of their stunts and acting. I mean, McKenyu is he's literally a martial artist yeah, yeah. and actor. He, he has the chops. Like most of what you see going the sword play is him doing the sword play. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they like literally made a special in your mouth sword for him. You know, they, they didn't just jam a katana in his mouth. They like <laughs> made something that he could hold in his mouth. Can I tell you, like, once we got the Luffy interaction uh, introduction out of the way, I was like, okay, that's Luffy. I'm on board. And then I remembered, like, oh, wait, Zoro fights with three swords and one of them's in his mouth. Yeah. Like, once you remember, like, that's in a cartoon, it's like, oh, wait, how, like, there's no way that plays out well yeah. live action. But I think they did a pretty good job. I think they did. Yeah. It's ridiculous no matter how you do it. Yeah. You know, because how do you fight with a sword in your mouth? But right. they made it work. Is that backstory of that sword belong to his former nemesis? Is that true to the? That's yeah. That's all there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, it it almost it make once I saw that whole backstory of him and that third sword being so special, it made more sense why he had to have the third sword. Yes. Like why he came up with that technique. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I already have these two swords that are my awesome swords, but I need to use this one too. So I guess I'll just jam it in my mouth. <laughs> It's the spe- yeah, it gets the special place. That backstory is there. What's different is that, and this it's notable most in Zoro's character, but it's not specifically just to him. But they did sort of speed things up in the character development sense. Well, yeah, because it's eight episodes versus like twenty something. I yeah. think so. Like what I think works a little bit better in the anime is Zoro is a little bit more closed off for a little bit longer. Okay, he is that like. I'm the tough guy. I don't need anybody. And yeah. it works in the show. It's a very anime trope. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. The lone wolf, you know, yeah. like I, I must do this myself. Yeah. <laughs> Great trope. And they do it too extreme in the anime because it's like episodes long. Yeah. Uh, for this, it like he's gruff at first, but eventually gets one over. And right. then we get to learn the backstory. I don't think you learn the backstory in the anime until later okay. in the arc. I don't think okay. it happens in the same timing that it does for the show. Uh-huh. But uh, for having to cram in that character development and so many people that are all these different characters, yeah, it's pretty pretty fascinating. I thought it was really deft how they did the backstory mixed in, like they did a, him fighting currently and then then cutting between his current fight and the backstory fight. Yep. And flashbacking in the middle of stuff is very difficult, and I thought they did it really well. They did it through the whole thing. It was mm-hmm. like, remind me of like... A, I, this whole sideshow has nothing to do with anything, but I'm currently binging it right now. Is that Orange is the New Black does that yeah, yeah. too, where it'll give you their backstory in the middle of something that's related to what's going on in their current story. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing it in this was, I, I thought it was done very well. And it it made me like all the characters a lot. And just the and the chemistry between them is, is something that is it comes across i've looked at a few things of just the cast like interviews with the cast yeah yeah and you can see that they all really like each other and mm-hmm. that comes across on the screen yeah yeah and i i think they're like this is part of the like the marketing machine sometimes but it also does seem like we got to see them hanging out like when yeah. they were prepping yeah and when you get a good energy there you can tell that it that it's going on for sure right a couple of things I want to call out kind of up top, mm-hmm. I guess, or because I just thought of it right now. <laughs> uh, they do a bunch of things with this that we like as a podcast that we 
hold up as flags on our podcast. One thing is is that I didn't know who any of these people were. Yep. Any of the actors. Yep. They got they just got actors who were good actors who were right for the role. There's no stunt casting here. None at all. I didn't know who any of these people were. I don't yeah, I don't think there's any names even really that you no. could like look to like, oh they also got that guy. Yeah. Um, you might know who Macaneu is mm-hmm. if you're like super into modern fighting like Kung Fu movies or whatever. <laughs> I got you. I don't know what to what to call them now because he's been in a lot of stuff. But other than that, I mean, I had never seen any of these people before. That's it. We said it before. Get unknowns. Like no one knew who anyone was in Star Wars except for Alec Guinness. <laughs> right? Yeah. And one of the other things they do is there's a lot of practical effects in here. Yeah. I mean, the... The boat, for the most part, is a real boat. That's awesome. Which is crazy. That's great. <laughs> there, there's. I wonder how seaworthy it actually is. Like, I don't know. It can float for like uh, seven minutes. I don't know, but just the fact that it's a real boat out there on real water, whether oh, yeah. it's not going anywhere, which it might be tied to a dock, but I couldn't tell. Yeah, it's not green pallets that have yeah. like a green mast on it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and they build out these whole sets, and the way they did it, everything is... This is a cartoony world that they fleshed out and they made it look real. I want to ask you how far away is it from the way the anime looks? Mm -hmm. And because sometimes when they take animated things and they make them in real life, you get stuff that looks very unrealistic. I'm kind of thinking of the late seventies, early eighties Popeye with Robin Williams (laughs) in it, you know? They're like, well, that's how it was drawn. So we make it look like that. And so it looks like, a sec- weird mutant, yeah. Yeah, humanoids. it looks like some weird section of uh, Six Flags or something. But everything in here looked really real. Mm-hmm. Even though you're dealing with this crazy boat with a, a sheep on the front and then, you know, <laughs> the goose boat with, like, basically what looks like <laughs> heart underwear sails. And, you know, it's, go- it's, it's goofy. Yes. But for some reason it works really well. Uh, like, I mean, they even have like snails that do communicating and they don't even. They don't address it at all. They don't it's address just, it, which I kind of like. That's something we like too. That's it. It's like, let the audience just. It th- works this. because it does. And it's they didn't Hollywood us and be like, hand me the telepathic snail that gives us communication across the world. Because you don't need to. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's one of the things I love. Yeah, it's just the snail phone. It works yeah. and you know what a phone is. And it's just like, okay, this is the thing they're using to communicate so we can get the story going. Right. Love it. I mean, the, we don't, they, they don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that in non-fantastical slash sci-fi things. No. You, you're not just watching some movie and it's like, ring, 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 ring. What is that? Oh, that is the phone that we use to communicate with people from house to house. We pick it up and say hello. Hello? You know, <laughs> you know it's only... I, it's, I don't know exactly how just recently, but it is just recently that they stopped putting the hang-up dial tone at the end of conversations and movies, even on cell phones, really? which it never did. Yeah, it never You did. would never get a dial... But you, if you think that and you go back and look at some old movies that have the cell phone, they'll still do like end of the line. You know, it's like, that's not, that's not how any that's of this funny. works. Uh, to your point about how the world looks, the anime itself is fairly real world looking. Like, yeah, they do that in animes a lot. Yeah, yeah. when and I think about it, there's there's not a lot of like Susian type backgrounds. Yeah, unless most, yeah. I can't think of an anime that's really that fantastical in the background. Yeah, unless you get starting getting the weird stuff, but then that gets into the weird stuff. Yeah, taking concrete and paprika and stuff. Yeah, but um, where the anime and the show did a good job is that. 
um, the things that make it the thing the, the places where it goes over the top is that it goes over the top in the bad guy characters, mm-hmm. and it goes over the top when like things are heightened, like in the action and the events. Mm-hmm. So Luffy being super stretchy. Yeah, you know the bad guys in one way or another being very menacing. Like mm-hmm. there's a and that happens in the anime, and we get this in the show. But like the extreme close-ups and the sort of like looking at the camera stuff mm-hmm. for a show that's very cheesy and silly, but it's fitting into One Piece as a property. Mm-hmm. Like that's absolutely where they turn it up in the anime as well. Yeah, I I have to say as someone who doesn't hasn't really seen much of the anime, everything really worked for me. Nothing really bumped me except from one thing. There's one thing that bumped me. I love it. Do you want me to tell you now the yeah. one thing that bumped me? And like like you said, we've been bitten before with like, hey, this looks exactly like the anime. You <laughs> you like that, right? Yeah. Those dumb marine hats are the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I've looked at just because it says a big giant plain letters. It just says Marines on the yeah, front. I've of it. looked at the manga images and I've looked at the anime, and for some reason, it looks fine there. But when they translated it into re- the real world, and it looks just like it, yeah, yeah, it looks dumb. It looks dumb. <laughs> it doesn't look right. I don't know. I mean, I think it's because when it's drawn, someone's writing the word Marine with hand drawing. And it's within hand-drawn hat lines. Right, yeah. within hand-drawn hat lines. So when you're putting it into this real-world hat, it looks like something someone made in their garage. It looks like an awesome cosplay is what it looks like. I get it. Uh, which is fine, I guess, but nothing else really looks like that in the entire show. I can't think of anything else that looks like that. Like that, It just really stands out for some reason. And I think that if they're going to make any change at all, I think it would have been to make them for me. Yeah, because like you, you were saying, like the FBI has a hat that in the real world functions like the Marine hat should in the anime. Right, right, right. They, and it looks fine. And I think that's where they got it from. Yeah. Like you know, the FBI, CIA, or no, CIA. I don't think they DEA. advertise. But yeah, DEA. Yeah, they have those tactical hats, plain lettering yep. that just have the plain yellow lettering on a navy blue hat. And I'm not saying you do exactly that, but I think if you did something similar to that, it would have come across more as like, oh, this is a military unit. Yeah. Instead of a bunch of cosplayers. Like anytime they didn't have the hat on, the rest of the uniform's fine. It looks like a Navy uniform because Navy uniforms are goofy looking anyway. Yeah, even with the sailor bib and the kerchief or whatever. That's it is. because Navy uniforms are goofy looking anyway. That's howdy sailor. Yeah. <laughs> it just that's the I mean, and if that's my one nitpick, and the and it's a funny nitpick because it looks exactly like the anime hat. It really so, does. Looks like the manga hat. Too. Yeah, yeah, they they did it. They did a great job. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. But also, I, too, I know why this bugs you. But yes, why does it bug me? Just because it is, it's military representation. Like right. that's that's what you have a passion for. So you're like, oh, this could have been so much cooler. Not that it like. It just it's this lackluster when it's just plain letterings that work better in a cartoon. And because to be fair, we are talking about a world where we're both okay with a grown man wearing clown makeup just yeah. roaming about the world. Well, it's because his nose was all messed up. I get it. And that was that I thought that was really cool. Is that what it is? His nose is like just bulbous. Yep. Yeah. And they did a good job of making it look like it was his real nose, and he just had painted it red because. Yeah, he, he's a bulbous nose. I gotta tell you right now that one of my favorite characters 
is Buggy the Clown. Buggy the and Clown, Jeff, secret star. Jeff the Ward internet. did an excellent job, yeah, I guess. I mean, well, he didn't, not, not I guess. I mean, he did an excellent job portraying that the character in this show. I don't know how buggy he is. Is he buggy? He's very buggy. Okay. And, like, people were worried because in, like, as that character, it can it can go so, like, you're talking about a clown that's scary, you know? Like, right. That, that's, that's. A hard line to do just in normal circumstances. It's kind of the dirty clown trope. That's it. Like shakes the clown type character, you know, the naughty, dirty yeah. clown. Yeah. And that can be portrayed very wrong. Mm-hmm. But this was portrayed so right. And it they was w- great. And they went, I wasn't expecting them to nail, like, especially early on, he really nails oh, this guy is scary and he will kill you. Like, yeah. he starts throwing knives. Yeah. He's dangerous and murderous and mm-hmm. psychotic. Yeah. You know, both, like, this is an anime fault too, so I'll just pin this on the character. He sort of gets over that real quick and then he's like, he becomes the the scene necessity character, mm. which is fine. He's like, yeah. hey, I need a body or hey, I'm a head, so now I'm comic relief, but now I have my body, so now I'm against you. It's fine. He fits yeah. the circumstance, right. which it's grumpy about that character, but no, his portrayal... Was was spot on and awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was I was sitting there when he came up. I'm like, oh my god, he destroyed and enslaved a whole town <laughs> just to watch him in his circus. We're gonna perform for you every night. I mean, that is wow. Yeah, I was I was on board with that. I'm like, I like this kind of darkness. And it's the it's the reason the Joker is so rad. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Mani- it's maniacal. Yes. It's like he's very Joker like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Japan's version of the Joker. Yeah. No, I, I I really enjoyed it. While we're talking about, yeah, let's just talk about the characters here a little bit while we're in character land. Yeah. We already talked about Inyaki doing a great job. We already talked a little bit about Mac and you. Um, and just, I, I thought he was great. I thought he was perfect. I love the little quips. <laughs> and <laughs> yep. Taz Skyler, Sanji, this Sanji character. That character is such an anime character. To, to, to me, I, as we've said a million times already, I have no point of reference on it. Mm-hmm. But I do watch anime, and I have a point of reference on anime. And there are tropes in anime characters, just like Zoro is a trope. This is also that trope of that cool, calm, collected. I always have my hands in my pockets, so we don't have to draw hands. I guess um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably true. <laughs> and that character's always there. There's always a version of that character. Sometimes he's like the older brother. You know, some sometimes, sometimes he's Spike Spiegel. So yeah, sometimes he's Spike Spiegel. You're exactly right. And he did such a good job of embodying that character. It's funny to me that there's a little bit of, you know, chef wars in there. Oh I, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I loved his character. I loved his story. I loved the chef that had to eat his own leg so he could survive. <laughs> that backstory was, was crazy. And I loved every minute of it. I love how he fights with his hands in his pockets. And apparently Taz Skyler like trained to do that. There's, I've seen videos of him training to yeah, yeah. fight with his hands in his pockets. Because that's so like, that is such an affectation that yeah. if you you have to do that because that is a that's part of the character, yeah. you know. But in real life, that is so weird to fight like that. Yeah, like no. you, it's not just like oh, I'll do what I normally do and just keep my hands in my pockets. No, no. you have to learn a whole new way to fight. That's a new balancing. And technique. they figured it out. That's amazing. Yeah, because they're really doing a lot of that. That's one thing I liked about what Netflix has done here with a lot of their promotional stuff after I got into this and started like looking into it more like, cause I'm not going to waste my time looking into stuff for things that I don't really like that much. But if I like it, I'll be like, Oh, there's all this other 
information. Would you like to know more? Yes, yeah. I would. It's the DVD extras, That's really, it. is what it is. So I was looking at all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and man, these these guys were training, all of them, with their weapons and their fighting, and it's almost like, and Yaki's the only one who kind of got away with it, because he just had to do a lot of, like, like gum, gum, go, you yeah. know, and they're like, he well, I did it in post. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, do that action and then cut for the CGI. But that's not true, though. He was doing a lot of the vaulting, the actual vaulting over guys and stuff. I believe it. There's that big fight scene in the courtyard yeah. where they're they're fighting, and that was literally just they're moving the camera around and to all these different choreographed fights that were going on, and those were the real actors for because they didn't have time to you know do the switch-outs of stunt doubles and stuff no, yeah they were actually doing it I, although i did see the funny that they had to one thing they did cgi but it was cool to go watch that you can go find this video to watch the process is the three swords for zoro do get in the way a lot just because it's three oh, swords yeah. so when he's doing that scene apparently he has like rubber like rubber swords and rubber sheets so mm-hmm. if he does a move where he like rolls sometimes the swords will bend but you can go watch the behind the scenes of the dude that was responsible for like correcting it and oh, making wow. sure the swords went through the spin. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I I really in, enjoyed that character dude. The only the only Uh-oh. the only person that's a little weak in the crew. Yes. Is the person who's weak in the crew. Is Kobe? No, Usopp. Uh, Usopp. Now he's he's supposed to be weak in the crew. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't against him. I think that he's supposed to be comic relief mm-hmm. but he comes across as i and you i don't spoil it for me but i have a feeling that he comes across as someone who ends up finding himself as time goes on it, and he yeah. kind of did a little bit when yeah, yeah. when but no and no one got to see it which was hilarious <laughs> you know uh, that is the tragedy of Usopp. yes yeah uh so i mean i get it but they I, th- I think I'm complaining about something I shouldn't be complaining about because they did a good job of portraying this kind of inept guy who's a coward, who means well. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I was like, ugh, everyone else is so competent and awesome, and you're just running around there like Jar Jar. <laughs> you know, I'm not co- comparing him to Jar Jar. Yeah. Don't take that wrong. But, you know. You got to have a Jar Jar, though. Yeah. There's a line there. Like he's walking a tightrope, and it could go either way. And I think he just stayed right on that tightrope for me, which is fine. But I kept worrying of whether he was going to fall into Jar Jar <laughs> or, you know, fall over into competence. But well, he just walked that line. No, that's a great point because, well, here's two points about it. So you just made me, like, actually contextualize now is that Usopp is really the first of the Straw Hat Pirates that we come across that isn't immediately the the best at being himself. Right. Luffy's very confident. He knows he's going to be king of the pirates. Yeah. He isn't king yet, but you believe that yeah. he's going to get there. Nami, you see her steal stuff and get yeah. away without the help of anybody. Yeah. You know she can handle herself. Same with Zoro and Sanji. Mm-hmm. You see Sanji makes meals for people. Oh, yeah. so loving. He kicks with his feet and he makes food. with. That's his love language. Oh, I love that character. But so for Usopp, he is sort of the first, he's our first black sheep. He's the first, like, he may not be good enough. Yeah. You know, especially with the way they set up the character. And this is the second point that will tie into it. Is the boy who cried pirates? The boy who cried pirates. Yeah. So in the anime, Usopp gets like four episodes. Five, he gets a bunch of episodes. Uh-huh. 
Um, and in the live action, he's the character that gets cut the most. Really? He's the one that gets the least amount of actual live action backstory compared to what we get in the end. Really? Even with the whole arc of the mansion and everything? Even with that. Wow. So that's the thing that stayed. That's from the anime, like him being the friend. But yeah. it goes even deeper. And this is a shame. This is my... I get why they did it. So I'm not like shaking my fist at Netflix like, mm. you're dumb. This is purely for timing... The number of episodes, but one of the the one of the key components to Usopp's introduction is that he has three little boys that are Usopp's pirates that follow him oh. everywhere he goes, and so every time he goes running through town and uh, the villagers are like, "Oh, Usopp, you're a liar! You're making up fables!" and nobody believes him. He goes back to the hideout and his little pirate crew is there and it's like, Usopp, we believe you. You're our captain. We're going to do whatever oh, we want. Oh, so he, that makes him come across less as a crazy person who keeps saying he's Captain Usopp. And it shows, and it shows that he... He seems delusional. Yeah, but it shows yeah. that like he's looking after people. Not only yeah. is he looking out for the sick girl in the mansion, which is very sweet. Yeah. We get that in the show, but he's also looking out for these little kids. Mm -hmm. You know, He's looking out for the town. People think he's a lying little liar, liar yeah. boy. But he's still, it's still for noble causes. Yeah. So taking out Usopp's pirates, I think, was a mistake. I would agree with you. I didn't even, I didn't even see it, but I agree yeah, with you. They, yeah. I don't think they even hinted at him. No, so they that, didn't. That was something that I missed that I think was a detriment to it because it yeah. really does rob Usopp of a characteristic that helps. He has the longest journey out of right. most of because the straw. Yeah. It come, he comes across as kind of arrogant slash delusional. Yeah. Saying like I'm. Captain Usopp. Yeah. They give him more justified wins in the anime rather mm. than just the one we get at the end, really. Ah, okay. But that's also because he, I mean, Usopp gets more, you know? Like yeah. The rest of our crew gets more. Yeah. His, he is just the latest, the slowest bloomer because I guess, like you made me realize, he's also the crew member that's not immediately talented. Yeah. But he does come from a pirate family and he's a really good shot. Yeah. And he has that Jar Jar thing, which is really good luck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and or, again, or I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to. Like, I'm not disparaging the bad parts of Jar Jar. There are yeah. good parts of Jar Jar. Yeah. If but, you've ever seen the edit where he doesn't speak, he's subtitled with alien stuff. It's a pretty good character. It's actually. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Or just pretend he's Sith. It still works. It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, they they did a disservice to his character in taking out some of it. But mm. they kind of had to eight episodes. But this was all under the watchful eye of the creator um ichiro oda yep and now i i was not able to confirm this but i i saw it in various places from people who i don't know how they would know mm -hmm. that oda had them like rewrite a, a lot of things and even reshoot a few things yeah yeah because i guess part of him agreeing to let this happen was that he had that control that makes sense. Yeah, and that was taken out under his watchful eye, so it's almost like a... I want to get into this with you now. Is Let's that, go for it. That Netflix made this live action with the same production company that made the live action Cowboy Bebop. Oh, okay. We which, talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. Well, talked about Cowboy Bebop on the, on the podcast. Um, We liked Cowboy Bebop, mm -hmm. and I'm not 100% sure what's wrong with us because that is the minority vote yeah it, i mean cowboy bebop live action did not do no, well it did not do well it got canceled and the people who don't like it really don't like it i've seen like comments like steaming piles of things and 
Yeah, we were kind of shocked by it because, like, we, we get that it didn't get much play, but to, there's actually, like, people that are like, no, this is actively bad. And, yeah. Uh, it, it was shocking to see that reaction to it. It was. I but don't. It, it exists. I don't know if we're just dumb <laughs> or, or what, but... Same production company. That's crazy. Yeah, it's the same production company, and we're we're not the people who are like, hey, do a shot for shot remake yep. of it. And it's almost like, did they learn from Cowboy Bebop, and that's why this is so much better and so much well received? Like, was it like, oh yeah, let's have the creator's name hooked up to it. Let's have him looking over stuff because we didn't do that with Cowboy Bebop because the creator right. of Cowboy Bebop was very critical of what they did with his property. That's right. And I think that just adds fuel to that flaming fire that everyone says it's a flaming pile of whatever. I think we kind of saw past it. We saw good acting performances. Mm-hmm. We kind of got what they were trying to do. Yes, it was very different from the anime. I think a part of it might be, too, is that as epic as One Piece is and as much many chapters as there are, from what I saw from this live action is... The story is, at its heart, essentially more simple. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cowboy Bebop is a very complicated story. There's a lot going on. There's there's, Bounty hunters and secret agents. Right, and and there's on-purpose obscured backstory. Yes. In Cowboy Bebop, there's a lot of, I wouldn't call them plot holes, but there's a lot of holes. That are in, they're supposed to be in there. They're made to be. It's mysterious. That One Piece uses flashbacks to fill in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and One Piece doesn't have a lot of that. One Piece is it's fairly straightforward. I want to be the king of the pirates. <laughs> I want everyone to follow their dreams like I'm following my dreams. Mm-hmm. You have a dream to you know map the world. You have a dream to be the best chef ever and find the this super fish. You have a dream to be the best swordsman in the world. Yeah. I'm going to fulfill all your dreams with my dreams because this is what I believe in. It's a fairly straightforward, simple story. Yes. And there's not a lot of complexity going. So... I think that the, the Cowboy Bebop, a lot of the, its failure might have come from maybe them. I think when someone watches a thing like Cowboy Bebop, they themselves kind of fill in like those holes and backstories and things with their own interpretation of what they think. Especially with Cowboy Bebop, because that is beloved by a certain sector of right. people. So they, they might have been banking on the people that knew it, like buying in a little bit easier, like right. you're saying. I get yeah. it. So I, it's it's real interesting to me. I and again, we liked it. We're the minority, and especially like having seen you know I having reference points for both anime and live action for both Cowboy Bebop and One Piece. Yes, they have their differences in the media translations, mm-hmm. but none was more extreme than the other. You know, right? And like, I, a lot of it has to do with Daniel Pineda saying things like on social media, which people just need to learn to not. Do stuff like that. There you go. And because it just it didn't it didn't help. Uh, it didn't help at all. So I don't know. It's it's a shame that they can do something like this that's so good, and then they kind of stumbled with that back there. Because I would love a live action cowboy bebop, but apparently some people says there is a live action cowboy bebop that's successful, and that's Firefly. Yeah. But then I would say that got canceled too. So. <laughs> yeah, but. That does push a lot of the same buttons. If you're jonesing for Cowboy Bebop, yeah. Firefly is a good sort of... It does push a lot of the same buttons. But no, One Piece is hitting, is, is nailing it, man. I do like the... Because the, this could... like I, I, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the Cowboy Bebop thing. and got my brain all riled up. Because 
There's a bunch of One Piece that could have been off the rails. We're talking yeah. about one of the main factors of the story is gum gum fruits and yeah. s- magic powers yeah. and superpowers and fish people and fish people. And all of it is really fun. Like, yeah. uh, one of my biggest concerns is that Luffy is super stretchy yeah. and that is cartoon 101. Fine. Mm. But how does that look in the real world? Yeah. I've seen that 1989 Fantastic Four when yeah, they yeah, were yeah. testing out Mr. Fantastic and it was like, bloop, and it looked like three dudes' arms like going through <laughs> one shirt sleeve, you know? <laughs> like, so I've been there and it's not that, you know? <laughs> but it's over the top. He is super stretchy. Yeah. But then you get... Blows like, himself up into a balloon. And, oh, it's the best. But this, this speaks to the broader point of why I think One Piece works as a story and a property is that they do a good job of metering it out. Like they give you a little tidbit saying, mm-hmm. here's what you need to get used to. Get used to Luffy having stretchy fists because, oh, here's a clown that can't get sliced. Yeah. You know, get used to that because there's the there's fish people. Yeah. You know, it, it is sort of a gradual progression. Right. And I think that that's awesome. And it makes it a little bit easier to buy in because when at first, when he said, you know, when he winds back up and goes, gum, gum, I was like, oh no, how is this going to look? And then it works. He punches he, gum gum pistol. He punches people off the boat. Uh, all, but, great, all great heroes call their finishing moves. No, they don't. And then they do. <laughs> yeah, he starts doing it. It's like, oh. No, they don't. I, I, that was really funny. Um, so funny. So, okay, let's let's do some of the stuff we like to do where we ask each other questions. Yeah. We talked about characters. Who's your favorite character of the characters? It's it's cheesy, but it really is Luffy. Yeah. Luffy, Luffy was such the linchpin for this, and he's the whole reason the show... Because that character is so winsome. Mm-hmm. That character is over-the-top, annoying, arrogant. It's so many other traits that make a character yeah. not work, especially when you combine them all. And you, you keep throwing things at him, and you keep having people get annoyed and frustrated with him, but they always keep coming back, and he always comes out ahead. And... And in Yaki, he's just, he's perfect. It's yeah. just, he's got the smile, he's got the charm. And, like, he, he he does the, like, how old is he, how young is he thing. Right. That you can't really tell. And, mm-hmm. like, the the childishness comes through and you're like, oh, he is a child. But then when he gets the serious, like, noble moments, you buy it too, which mm-hmm. I think is really difficult. Yeah. And I, so that character, I love that character. So, and the way they portrayed him for this makes it my favorite character. The main character. What an easy answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you for sure. I mean, I, I have a hard time picking. I like all the the mains. I mean, I love a good swordsman, so Zoro's super cool. Yeah. And I I love the way um, Mekenyu portrays him. And then, of, of course, I'm now fully in love with Emily Rudd, and I love that <laughs> Nami character. And at first it was just like, was like, oh, she's awesome. I love to see a woman who can kick butt. But then her arc with Arlong yep. gets it's it's I mean it's very emotional it's really great I mean Emily Rowe did a great job but but really the, the one who I like I didn't I was like at first I was like mm, like who's this chef guy what's you know at first I was just like who's this guy and but then slowly I was like oh this guy's awesome uh, Sanji is just he's like super cool I just love like you had kind of alluded to earlier he's like. His love language is food. He loves making food for everybody. But 
I love how I love when two characters, and this reminds me of stuff like from the A Team and things I've loved. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking when, about. When when Zoro and Sanji are all just they just pick at each other, and you can tell that they love and respect each other. Yeah. But but it's very brotherly. You know what I mean? Yes. Like when he's like he, he's like, oh, you've come back for seconds. He's like, it's because the first one didn't kill me or whatever. It was something like that. There's always a response. Just, Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was really really funny. But I also have to call out though. As far as um, big bads, Vincent Regan, did, I thought I was like, oh, yeah, that guy's scary, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. He doesn't like he doesn't have an iron jaw. He doesn't have a a, a hand made with an axe, but he's scary. That's it. it. It's because it's the ultimate. It's this is straight from the anime. Japan loves its like like stereotypical we're gonna rip on the american leader of an armed troop like mm-hmm. this is what we're doing at all costs all mm-hmm. men on listen to what i say blah yeah. blah yell shout blah, hoorah. like they love that and this is the epitome of that mm-hmm. and then he's like the like the i have to eat meat because i'm a bulldog oh, yeah like what's with those weird what's with the weird doggy at i don't <laughs> He loves dogs, man. Okay. Yeah. They don't they don't give it away in the live action, so it's just a weird quirk. Oh, he just has that doggy hat. And <laughs> then and was the guy with like the ears? He had ears and whiskers. He's supposed to be some kind of creature, right? Yes. That's not, not a, that's not a costume. Yeah, he's not a person. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's like well, like fish person now. He's mouse. like a mouse person or something. Okay. I just I that, I kind of got that. At first I'm like are they just doing something dumb with his hat? Well, I blame that. I, I'm with you now. That marine uniform makes that look even sillier. Yeah. Like if it had been a normal uniform with the mouse characteristics, you might have bought it a little Maybe. more. Yeah. But it, that's two sillies at once. Yeah, two sillies at once. Okay, I just wanted to ask. I wasn't sure. Yeah. And then Buggy the Clown. Yeah, man. Jeff Ward did such a good job. Wow. And then just for, I, I do have to shout out the this the sub secondary characters goes to Mihawk with his oh, giant yeah. sword was, and his cool bad guy that, vampire yeah. hunter D goatee. Yeah, that was great. Well, that fight was speaking of fights. What yeah. was your favorite fight? It's it's seeing that because it was the Mihawk Zoro fight. Yeah. Yes, because. Here's one thing that's one aspect of One Piece is that it's gone on forever. It is yeah. still going. Yeah. Which means that as a property, and this is season one of this show, so mm-hmm. I, I'm hesitant. I only bring it up now towards the end because this is a more towards the future thing. But uh, power creep is a thing in One Piece. Yeah. And like making sure the story doesn't get repetitive yeah. narratively. Like, yeah. oh, we're, like here's the problem again, mm-hmm. you know? Mihawk is a is sort of the preview we get of things to come. Yeah. Especially in that Zoro fight. Because for Zoro, we know he he's our greatest swordsman because we're we're straw hat team, you know? So it's like, hell yeah, Zoro is the greatest swordsman. And then he meets this guy, Mihawk, who pulls out a, like a letter opener and he's like, yeah. I don't I don't pull out a cannon to fight in a knife fight or like, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. He pulls out this little thing and just almost destroys it, mm-hmm. lets him live, essentially. And so you're like, okay, with all this craziness that's going on, this conflict that our, our heroes are overcoming, there's this side character who's like even above that. And that, so like that's hinting at what young what's coming in One Piece. And so that's why yeah. he gets that. And that fight scene is just that we get that power. Zoro, when he fights, I love him as the fighter. Yeah. he He has the best sort of like... I can't give up. No mercy. Mm-hmm. So Mihawk and Zoro is my favorite fight scene and also because of the power that's going to be coming up. Right. 
Yeah. What about you? What about what about fight scenes? Which which one got your blood uh, going? There were so many good ones in here. Like I had already mentioned the initial courtyard scene, which became even more of like, oh, that's awesome when I found out they were actually them doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that made me go like, oh, and it's it's kind of a small scene, but when Zoro is fighting the two pirates in the the foyer of the mansion. Yes. And the there's just there was it's a real tight compact space and the the way they they did that and there there was one point where the big guy i don't know anyway the the big guy swung at him and then just took out a whole bunch of rails in the banister mm-hmm. and i was just like oh yeah <laughs> i mean that little detail just thinking of to do that mm-hmm. is just was like perfect and i was like oh that would happen in an anime for it's sure a- you'd see something like that in a uh, chainsaw man or something <laughs> like that you know just one of those animes like that that over animates. <laughs> yep, uh, like, shown it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to do that, but you did. Uh, and the, just that, and just I love, I love when Zoro does his. They do the anime slide with him a lot. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> but of course, in second place of that is anytime Sanji's out there with his hands in his hands in his pockets, just, just swing kicking. I think the first the first time we see him do it was the most impressive to me when he was in the the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's another character that could play so wrong because he was like you're saying it's the like almost the European chef arrogant like oh I'm I'm good at what I do and yeah. I can charm you in which way I choose. But he he sells it. He sells it and it's it's good that Zoro's there to knock him down a peg and Nami knocks him down a a number of pegs. <laughs> and her sister does too. He's always like <laughs> And I love how he's like the the guy who's like, you don't understand women. And it's like, I don't think you understand women. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what's going on here. <laughs> Everybody has a little piece of the puzzle, and they're also missing a piece of the puzzle. And it kind of happens to fit together. And it's, talking about it now, it's so hard to pick one fight and one character yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's so much going on yeah. here. Like, stuff we didn't talk about, like the, the female lady pirate that seems like she's ripped straight from Porco Rosso, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Miyazaki over over the top. She's great. The fishmen could have been really dumb. It they, really could have. and But they weren't. And, and Arlong was very menacing. I mean, he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> and has like a fin hitting out his back. Yeah, but, they, they kind of went for the Rasta, like, kind of vibe. But the performance was, he was, like, so menacing. His voice mm-hmm. was almost, he almost had that, like, Vader tenor and stuff. I mean, he was scary. He scared me. And it's cool because it lets you know that it's not, there's more themes within One Piece uh-huh. other than just, oh, there's these different factions of pirates and they're at war. That's what it is on the surface. Yeah. But now we have this, oh, there's fish people, and it's like the X-Men mutant human debate. Uh-huh. But now it's fish people versus land dwellers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's another conundrum that's right. added to the mix, which is fun. I guess there was some octopus guy who's really popular who, like, they wanted to be in there, but they literally didn't have the budget to do his arms. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. yeah. They, they said that. They, they literally, like, put it out there so people wouldn't be mad. They're like, um, yeah, we know this character is supposed to be there. But we can't afford to do him, so sorry. That makes that makes me a bad fan because I don't immediately know what the octopus guy is. But yeah. that also makes me think that's like the the character in the background that the fans decided to love. Maybe. It's like, where's the octopus man? Boba he's Fett. in three panels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's in three panels. He's the best. He's like, he doesn't have any lines. He's gonna cost 
eight billion to get. It's going to cost a billion an arm to animate. You yeah. know. I think he has a big fight with Luffy at some point. Oh, that yeah, maybe that's yeah. it. But you know, <laughs> they're like, yeah, dude. And then the whole butler with his cat cat that, knives. But that whole that was probably. If we want to do favorite episodes, mm-hmm. that was probably one of my favorite episodes. I mean, it had the fight scene I just talked about in it. Yep. But the butler was so menacing and, you know, the Freddy Krueger, like, hands going on. <laughs> and the and, super fast speed. And he's poisoning Kaya. Mm-hmm. It, was re- it was it was really, and, and she was great, too. And for the longest, th- I, I was like, is that Emma Mackey? <laughs> it really does and look like it. it. Looks, she looks like her. It's not. And, and I looked her up. It's not Emma Mackey. It's Celeste Lutz. I looked her up, but she's British as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are they like, it's like they're making, <laughs> is this what British actresses look like now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you need another person for this role? Well, we've made another one. Who she? <laughs> I don't know. She looks a lot. And then they say Emma Mackey looks like Barbie. I could see it. So who's that that plays Barbie? Margot Robbie? Yeah. I thought you were just talking about actual Barbie. No, she looks like Margot Robbie. <laughs> they, they People say that. I don't agree with it. I don't think she looks like Margot Robbie. But No, she did a great job. And the butler was great. I was grumpy all through that whole arc because of what they did to my boy Usopp. So that I, oh, I see. So see, I didn't even know what I was know, going so on. You enjoyed it more, which is great to hear because that means I, did, I distracted myself by being grumpy about oh. something and didn't enjoy what they did to the butler yeah. arc. But even still, it resolves the way it did. It gets where they're going. <laughs> Luffy, Luffy eats the poison soup. Yeah, like all of it, all of it, and doesn't die. That's it's. It, he, love, he has a little bit of Jar Jar karma too. He can eat anything. That's it. He's yeah. a rubber stomach. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's so good. Uh, but here's my the quiz I wanted to give to you. Yeah. Uh, so gum gum fruits are a big thing in here, yeah. and it's the magical powers. Chop, chop fruit. Yeah, yeah. If you ate devil fruit or what? Yeah, the, devil yeah. fruit. He had the gum gum fruit. If you ate the devil fruit, what power would you want? Then the, there's the chop chop fruit, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, in the future, we're going to learn about more of them, right? Yep. So would you rather right now chop chop or gum gum? Oh, I have to pick chop chop or gum gum? Yes. It's gum gum. I don't want to bake my body in pieces. It seems weird. But you can separate your body. I guess, but... I could send my hands to work and then sit here. Okay, well, so you'd obviously want the chop chop fruit. <laughs> I would like the chop chop fruit. You just want to, you just, you just want to cosplay his thing. Oh yeah, send my yeah. hand out. Yeah, yeah, my hand is my costume. Yeah. Uh, the rest of my body gets just to stay gotta, home. Just gotta find some girl to be Wednesday for you. There you go. Can you carry yeah. my hand around? Make sure nobody steps on it. <laughs> See, yeah, chop chop fruit all day long. Yeah. At this point, gum gum fruit. But I'm sure there's there's other there's other ones. There are. Yep. Yeah. Do you know how many there are? There must be a bunch. Just any time they needed to give up a, a power, it's a devil fruit, right? Is yeah. that what they do? I don't think there's a... I think they say there's a finite number, but... It's like mutations in uh, in X-Men. It's basically like, we need a superpower. Well, it's a mutation. And it's one of those things, like... And this goes back to the manga. Like, this is a factor of the manga. Like, they kind of had to bring things in and, uh-huh. like, change the rules, you know? Yeah. So, like... How things are now is not how they stay a thousand episodes from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So that's the weird kind of. Isn't there like a time jump and stuff? Mm-hmm. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see where they go with it. Um, but I'm also I'm curious for your opinion. Yeah. So you are the newbie. This is fresh, right. just as a property. You shoved this in your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. I mean, we're going to do pizza ratings, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I was just making you go first because you're the newbie. I I, oh, yeah, I have okay. the previous experience. So I was more Ooh, interested. I was doing in the piece of reading first. Wow. I, I was more interested in the fresh reading. Oh yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, we rate things based on a pizza rating of, out of eight slices of pizza, mm-hmm. eight being the best, one being the worst, or none. Uh, we can modify it any way that we choose, adding toppings, subtracting toppings, adding sides, <laughs> a delivery method. It's the weirdest, strangest, most obscure, enigmatic way to rate things, but we love it, and that's how we do it. Yeah. We want to confuse Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> you can't get me, algorithm. So out of eight slices of pizza... I really enjoyed this much more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like the fact that I came into it not knowing anything because I got to learn everything through this show. There's really not any way to upset me That's because true. I had no expectations at all. But it's kind of funny that I picked up on that. There was something missing from Usopp, though. I like picked up on that Yeah, yeah. Uh, without even knowing what was missing. It's, I wouldn't say this was this is perfect, but I re- it's really fun, and I'm really glad it got picked up for a second season, mm-hmm. and I'm going to definitely watch the second season. So I would say out of eight slices of pizza, I would probably give... I'm going to have to take a slice off for that dumb hat. <laughs> that marine hat. I love uh, it. Uh, that was... Uh, come you on, can, You can tie it in the marine hat with um, the sniveling son of the... the do you know who my father is? The, I oh. hate that character trope. Oh. He does it so well, but I hate yeah. that. Do you know? I can't believe you would treat me this way. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Malfoy? Just Malfoy. <laughs> I'm... I'm this was, I really enjoyed this, but I wasn't like, didn't totally blow me out of the water. Haha, <laughs> blow me out of the water, pirates. You aren't immediately going to go right. down the manga rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm kind of more interested in the manga than I am the anime. Oh, okay. Because I have seen a little bit of the anime. I, From what I understand that the this show, because um, it, it had Oda's oversight, Kind of leans a little more towards the manga. Okay. Even though it seems like the manga and the anime are kind of hand in hand. So um, it might be a fun manga to read. So I'm going to give it seven cheese. Ooh, I like it. Seven cheese. Seven cheese pizza. Hand tossed or thin crust. So. Uh, or pan. No, it's a good hand tossed pizza. Okay. It's good. Right in the middle. Yeah, you're pleasant. It's a it's a pleasant pizza. You're yeah. satisfied. Yeah, you enjoyed yourself. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, <laughs> could it have you know some other toppings? Sure, one, but no, it's good. It's a good, well made New York style seven slicer. And you will order from this one piece restaurant again in yeah, the future. I will, and maybe I'll get a topping next time. <laughs> maybe they'll give you a couple free toppings. Yeah, maybe they'll say, "Hey, we got a two topping special." Yeah, we added in three namis. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And I'm glad to hear it as like come into it fresh that there was so there wasn't really anything that was like through you and you were like, oh, absolutely not. No, not at all. They did a really good job of 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 making me buy into the world. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, Emily Rudd, I love you now. <laughs> You're great. And it's funny when you Google Emily Rudd, one of the top ones is, is Emily Rudd related to Paul Rudd? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't click on that because I, I, I doubt it. <laughs> Eternally Hollywood. You never know. He is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my pizza rating as the partial anime fan, yeah. as the old head for as far as this table is concerned, yeah. uh, I ha- I enjoyed myself immensely. It yeah. is a lot of fun. 
It it's, is a lot of fun. It's crazy. Uh, it changes from episode to episode. It's very. There's a whole bunch of tropes. I don't know. I, I don't know if we can make the argument that this is where the tropes come from, or if this is just another oh, another property yeah. that's playing with the same yeah. toys that we're used no, to. I think some of these tropes were happening in some of the early oh, things I saw for yeah. sure. Yeah, like the obnoxious, like the confident chef, all that stuff. Yeah. Like all the you know, we've seen that those characters in anime before, but this is a unique anime in that it's pirates. Mm-hmm. It's it's magical fruits. It's mm-hmm. crazy bad guys in a world that's not Earth, you know? Um, so I love... That's why I started watching anime, because I like that, uh, that principle. Mm-hmm. Um, and this seems to be the first live-action anime that delivered. Wow, yeah. it's you're, you're, I guess you're saying it kind of... Uh, it might not be shot-for-shot shot exact, but it has the spirit mm-hmm. of One Piece. And I think that's what caused a big boost for the show is because everybody's sort of on the same page as that mm. goes. I'm with you, Team Cowboy Bebop, you know, got slandered. You know, you forgot about my boy, but if Cowboy Bebop is the stumble so One Piece can run, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because they are, like, this is proof that they are getting better. Yeah. Whether you are grumpy and, they, and you say, no, they ruined blah, blah, blah. This is still, as far as general consensus, this is anime translated into live action that succeeds uh-huh. you know so, i think beyond any nitpick but so what how many slices do you give it for me i do give it this is seven all toppings oh wow uh one slice away because you took the out, hat no <laughs> yeah the hat i'm with kevin no <laughs> no, no it's the three uh things. it was almost two full slices because they took out usopp's pirates. oh wow but it's one slice because you took out usopp's pirates and one slice to like, where are they going in the future? I know where the anime goes. And if if it is, is like, if they truly just want to do, like, a remake, here's a live action to the anime, this is going to go on forever, uh-huh. which I don't think they can do. Yeah. So that means a drastic change has to come at some point. So six Supreme? Uh, seven all slice, seven, seven Supreme. Oh, seven Supreme. Yeah, just one slice off for Usopp. Oh, okay. And combine that one slice off for... Where they're going in the future. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I had a great time. This is I will watch this again and I will get back into the anime so I can get ahead of the spoilers. Oh wow. Seven Supreme. Come the they really are pleasing the One Piece fans, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's Luffy. How can you not yeah. love that guy? He's the best. No, he really is. It's very much like uh I, I was sitting there going like, Oh yeah, this guy is like the positivity we talk about. I just wish I was stretchy so I could say the things I already say but not have to run away or cower afterwards. Yeah. I could just be like, punch me, I'm rubber. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you guys know what we think about One Piece. Yeah. Uh, the live action, uh, Netflix. Uh, what do you guys think about it? We want you to tell us. Give us your two cents about One Piece. Yeah, you guys can hit us up at Assuming Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just go into the comments under this episode's post and let us know what you think yeah. of the new One Piece. Uh, are we wrong? Are the hats perfect? <laughs> uh, you know, did the are you also in agreement uh, with Mikey that uh, Usopp's pirates missing is a loss for the show? There you go. They need to be there <laughs> to get a full other slice of pizza in there. Let us know. Uh, you can also Gmail us, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Every week I say, Mikey, how do you want them to format the Gmail? Yarmy matey, this one is super easy. <laughs> Just send it to me in Pirate Talk. Arg. 
which we only really got kind of from that chef. Yeah. Which is a shame. You're right. There's not really that many Yari pirates in there. Gold Roger, though. I mean, he is... He, oh, Gold Roger, the, yeah. The old king of the pirates did have very piratey yeah. talk, so Pirate-y that talk. makes sense. Yeah. And there's more to come. But, yeah, uh, uh, pirate talk me an email, your hot take. Tell me why I'm wrong, landlubber. <laughs> if you guys like what we're doing here and you want to give us one piece, <laughs> you can buy one us... One piece of your mind. <laughs> A piece of eight. Uh, you can send us your pieces of eight at buymeacoffee.com slash assumingpod. Yeah. And then we really appreciate you guys helping us out. You are the best positrons that ever were. We want to thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, not Scott Production for equipment, jazz our free music. Uh, we hope you guys can find a crew to fulfill your dreams to become yeah. king of the pirates. King of the pirates.